Welcome to the Pregnancy Help Podcast. I'm Christine Grimmett, and I have Andrea Trudden here with me, and our guest today is Karen Engel. Karen has a background working in a pregnancy center, but she's also a very gifted writer. Uh, You may have read some of her work in Pregnancy Help News, actually, but we'll also be talking about her new book called With Me in the Storm and how that ties to pregnancy help work. Before we get started, let me mention that our sponsor for this episode is Heartbeat International's annual conference. It's approaching very quickly. This opportunity is happening both virtually and in person in Louisville, Kentucky, April 26th through 28th. This year we'll be hosting the Writer's Row Experience during conference, which Karen Engel will be joining us at, along with a lot of other Christian and pro-life writers. They'll have novels, curriculum, all sorts of writing. You can meet the author, you can purchase their work. Uh, Just a chance to get to know them in person. It's very cool. I encourage you to check it out if you're attending conference. And if you're not sure about attending conference yet, head to heartbeatservices.org. You can read about the workshops that will be available, the keynote speakers. There's so much going on, and there really is something for everyone who's involved in pregnancy help work. So again, that's heartbeatservices.org. Andrea and Karen, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Christine. Karen, it's so exciting to have you here. I'm very blessed uh, to know you as a person in this movement um, and very glad to know you will be at our upcoming conference again, as I know we've met in years past as well. So thank you for joining us today for Pregnancy Help Podcast. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. I, um, one, love this book, With Me in the Storm, that you have written. Um, But you and I first really became connected when I came back to Heartbeat in 2018, because you were writing for Pregnancy Help News for the past few years before that. So your um, knowledge runs deep within the movement. And I know that you have a particular heart for sharing those stories, both within um, your work at a pregnancy help organization locally and then internationally and connecting storylines and amplifying the message of hope uh, through different types of writing one through your articles, um, two through your work at the Pregnancy Help Organization, and then three through your fiction writing as well. So I'm very excited to dive kind of into how it all comes together. Um, so first, can you uh, share a little bit with how you got involved in Pregnancy Help in, in the beginning? Sure. It's kind of ironic you would say that my knowledge runs deep because as I reflected on this, I realized when I joined the Pregnancy Help Movement, I really was I thought of myself as pro-life, but I had never deeply examined my views on the sanctity of life, on the best ways to help women with crisis around their pregnancies. Um, and so I was at that time, it was 2014, I was winding down my homeschooling years and just praying about what should I be doing next, Lord? And um, a friend said, hey, your local pregnancy center has a communications position open and we know you love to write. Maybe you should look into it. So I did and I loved it. I got hired and I think they were hoping, well, I don't know what they were hoping, but all I know is they really helped me grow in my understanding of what it truly means to be pro-life, what it means to care for a person um, on into life. You know, life doesn't, you, you don't just make one choice and then you're done. You have life and it's over. It's this long caring process. And, um, 
And I, I've watched women's lives just transform over time. Even in those initial decisions, they're still the same person. And yet, because of that decision, they launch themselves down a pathway they never even thought maybe was possible before. And I'm watching these women just come in with joy and with these happy kids. Sometimes their husbands come around and they want to be part of what's happening too. And um, or their boyfriends, their partners. It's it's just an amazing thing to watch happen. And I think um, when I attended my first Heartbeat annual conference way back, I don't know if it's 2014 or the next year, but uh, I just, I felt like the window on pregnancy help just swung wide open because suddenly there I was surrounded by all these people doing such awesome things. And I would hear people from various countries and various states in the U.S. just talking about what it looks like to bring hope to women and families that didn't have any before. And so suddenly I thought, I am into something a whole lot bigger than I ever imagined I was part of. And um, ever since then, I've just been so excited about what pregnancy help means just for how um, how it changes lives, how it impacts us who work within it. And um, I, I just see the, um, you know, the training I've received turning me into a much more caring and compassionate person as I've learned to really listen to women, not just come at them like, I know answers and I'm here to tell you, but but really to understand where are you at? What can we do for you? And so I love that. I love that it impacts both sides of the desk, so to speak. You know, the clients and the staff members are changed by the whole process. Well, it's interesting that you um, said like when you came in, you felt a little bit unexpected. You didn't know what to expect and things like that. And it reminded me very quickly of a phrase we often say, which is um, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And so it's, he definitely understands and gives us each skills that we are able to then utilize to really maximize the potential within each of our organizations and then the movement as a whole. And I know that um, for you, writing has been a big part of this. How have you been able to utilize these stories? Because you're right. We see it time and again, um, where when women do start uh, to make a positive choice and they hear and really start thinking about their life. They start to kind of spiral in very positive choices throughout all aspects of their life. But what have you been able to see through your work at the pregnancy center that has maybe inspired you a little bit more in your writing? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been really fun to just watch um, donors who are kind of in the same boat I was in, where they're, I would say, mildly pro-life. You know, I, yes, I kind of believe that we shouldn't abort babies or we should do whatever, but um, I I really have enjoyed telling them these stories. And, you know, from a storytelling point of view, um, at, like in the case of the book I was writing, I realized that you have to get your character to a point where they, they, something happens and they can't go back to where they were before. And so with our donors, it's always fun to tell them about women who came in, they thought they were headed in one direction, and then something changes. Is it the ultrasound? Suddenly they realize, whoa, this is actually a child. Um, Or is it just somebody actually listens to me? Somebody cares. Oh my goodness, there's resources I didn't even know were available. Um, And so when I'm telling those stories, either to our donors or um, like in our newsletter, 
um, sometimes just being able to share those in social media posts that potential clients can read, it's always exciting to hear them say, oh, I'm surprised. I did not know that was part of the whole picture. So um, yeah, I, I think that's uh, one of the best things. I I love um, hearing people that I've written about when I've reported for Pregnancy Help News come back and say, you are not going to believe what happened because we told this story. So there have been pregnancy help centers that we've reported on and they'll say, okay, you got to hear this. Somebody called me and said, I read this article and I want to support you. Here's some things and some more things and some money. And, you know, and they just suddenly they realize what it's all about and they just really can get behind it because these are, these are moving true stories. They engage our hearts. And I think when people realize, um, all the truth involved and all the beauty of transformed lives, they start to realize that is something I want to get behind. So to me, that's that's just the fun part of telling stories is getting to watch them bear fruit in people's lives. It is fun when we get to share things and people ask what we do. And it's like, oh, we get a t- we're storytellers. We get to <laughs> communicate it on behalf of the movement. And uh, while there are similarities in many of the stories, there's always a unique aspect and that's where um, it brings it to real life. that um, brings the story to life in many ways. So I know that you have specifically been involved with pregnancy centers and sharing to the donors and to through social media to connect. Um, but what roles, I know this is a kind of a family thing for you guys too now. So how has that um, impacted you guys as a family? Um, it was interesting that, you know, I did not come from a long line of pro-life family members or something. Um, I, I think we were all mildly pro-life <laughs> for years. And um, I'm the first one who's like actually taken a job in this movement. And my husband was all for it. Oh, yes, this will be great. This will be a good thing. And it was fun to still have um, two of my children living at home when I started the job at the center. So I could tell them a little bit about what we would do every day. But then lately, it's been fun to watch my husband really develop a passion for this movement. So it's led him to actually take the role of the chairman of our board of directors. So it's good timing that I'm stepping down out of my role as he is stepping in. And it's just, you know, when you watch that light catch in someone's eyes and you realize they get it now, they really get it. Um, that's what's been happening with my husband. And I've watched him go from, you know, this is an important thing to, oh my goodness, I have to be part of seeing what's going on. And we've always kind of um, avoided being political. And we've always felt this is more of a person to person issue, but you can't avoid the politics of the issue because laws are being made. And in our state of Minnesota, they've just passed one of the most radically unrestrictive abortion laws. We just couldn't believe it happened and it happened so fast. Um, So he went there, he went to the Capitol and was there when they were going through that whole um, debate and, you know, the passing of the bill. And he said, he just came home heartsick and sad, but also even more determined to protect the pregnancy help work that's going on in our communities, in our state and, and beyond. And we know there are more laws coming that are intended to hobble pregnancy centers in our state. Um, But, you know, you get a few people like my husband 
<laughs> engaged and suddenly um, it doesn't look as impossible to keep things going. It is um, amazing how, it, again, kind of the, how the light can continue to shine and then it expands and um, it, it is good to be that light in the darkness. And and what brings us to the movement um, really until you stop and look back, you really don't know necessarily. So it's very interesting to hear kind of along your journey, your husband was walking alongside of you. Well, maybe a little bit behind kind of watching and then what sparked him to really get um, connected as well, because things have been shifting a lot over the years. Um, and we are called to the movement at different times for very specific reasons. So it'll be kind of fun to see uh, how his role changes as well um, through the coming years and that you will still be absolutely connected within the pregnancy center. And of course, you're still with Pregnancy Help News. And now um, with your story writing beyond reporting, um, I want to kind of move over to With Me in the Storm because this is an excellent read and it really brings uh, so many aspects of pregnancy help to life uh, in ways that I didn't expect personally uh, because we're talking about variety of characters from the client to uh, the executive director to the maternity home. It's bringing in all the emotion and burden as well um, walking alongside women in these moments. So what I'm very curious as to what prompted you to write this story. I believe it all started with uh, writing for Pregnancy Health News and just hearing these awesome stories, these true things that are happening and thinking, oh, I wish more people could hear about this. And I started realizing, you know, some people love nonfiction and that's all they'll read. They'll go to a website and read an article, but there are so many people who don't. And I thought, what if you could take these stories to a broader audience, someone that wouldn't be reached by Pregnancy Help News or the Pregnancy Help Podcast for that matter? And what if we could reach readers that are more like me, that are kind of mildly pro-life or maybe not pro-life at all, and they'll pick up a Christian romantic suspense book where they wouldn't pick up a news article? Um, so I started pondering that and I thought, could it really happen? And it was right as I was weighing all those options that I heard the story that became the story of Maddie Klaus in this book. And it's, it's fictionalized. It's, um, enough is changed that the original Maddie could never, that wasn't her name, of course, but she could never come back and say, oh my gosh, you wrote my book. (laughs) But uh, all of those stories in there are true. Um, you know, I added a few characters to kind of help flesh it out. So, yeah. Um, when I heard her story, I thought this is one we could start with. This is one that would just catch readers' hearts and make them wonder what is going to happen. Um, because early in the book, there is that moment for her where she has to make a choice. And for her, it's the choice between getting an abortion that's demanded of her by her trafficker um, or daring to reach out for hope that's being offered by, it turns out, a pregnancy center. To her, it was all this unknown, you know, uncertain voice on the other side of a phone. And um, she, she really, it was just, it was a courageous act on her part to dare to reach out for something different. And if she had chosen differently, if she had chosen to just say, oh, well, if you can't get me an abortion, I'm calling somebody else, 
her life would have just continued exactly the way it was. She would have been trapped in trafficking and just continuing that downward spiral, so to speak. So when I heard that story, I realized there's the one we'll begin with. And then the more I thought about, the more I began to come up with more ideas. So I have four already for books in this series. And I, I just can't wait to write them. I'm like antsy here, <laughs> trying to get ready to write some more. Um, but yeah, that's where it started. And I was a little nervous about the trafficking aspect. You know, I worried that perhaps a reader might, especially someone who had experienced trauma in their past, might be re-traumatized by reading that. Um, but instead, what I'm hearing from readers is that this story helped them find a new level of healing from that piece of their past. And I mean, to me, that's that's God at work because I could not make that happen. Um, he has to do that. And I, I just am I'm excited to see what's happening because, you know, I can't take my pregnancy health news articles and send them out on a blog tour, but I can this book. And I'm connecting with readers who would never have known about pregnancy health news. They would never have heard of it. It wasn't on their radar at all, but they'll pick up a novel and go, oh my goodness, I didn't know this kind of stuff was happening. So I'm really excited. I feel like it's already bearing fruit. And so that encourages me to go ahead and tackle the next book. <laughs> well, and so I've already been honored enough to read the book um, and share it uh, with friends as well, because it is very good. And it, it um, I'm going to read the back excerpt so that um, listeners can kind of get a feel for it. Cause then I want to talk about a couple elements of it that I, um, I love the co direct connections to the pregnancy help movement. Um, so again, with me in the storm by Karen Engel, and it's about Maddie. So Maddie's California dream turned nightmare is a perfect storm of abuse, trafficking, and unwanted pregnancy. She sees only one way out until a network of strangers offers a solution that could save her life and her babies. But escaping back to Minnesota hinges on Chris, the fiance she rejected for the drug dealer who now owns her. After all she's done, is it too much to hope Chris will perform this generous act of love? And what if love isn't enough to protect Maddie when a deadlier storm closes in? The thing that I really connected with in the book is the multiple voices because you kind of follow along the girl's path, Maddie's path, and how she got into the situation that was unforeseen by people surrounding her when she was younger and how girls do and can slip into the slope of poor choices or fear, um, which definitely comes more into play with trafficking, which our pregnancy help organizations deal with. And we, we have a course about um, how to identify victims of human trafficking in different pieces there, because it is so important that our centers are aware of the, the warning signs. And so then you have Trisha, the pregnancy help center ED, uh, the executive director and her perspective. And so you, you hear the conflict throughout the book of her family, personal life, the dealings of going things going on at the pregnancy center, and then this worry for this girl, Maddie, who she barely knows. And I hear that so often, as I'm sure you do, <laughs> living it in this interest. It's like, those emotions are very real and a balance that you need to work with. And so following along the relationships 
throughout um, was very uh, engaging. And so definitely brings um, a different element to it. And then of course you bring in the strangers in Minnesota that she uh, goes to be with at a maternity home. So it's great introduction with that connection. And I loved how you called it the network of strangers, like pregnancy help. Now we are a network of strangers, but we're all in it for her. So it was very powerful for me. Um, and I covered all my notes cause I don't want to give away anything, but it, it was very, um, helpful for me to kind of really feel the emotions of the various positions within. So I am curious, how many different organizations did you work with for this book? Because I saw quite a list of acknowledgments there and quite a breadth of the movement. Yeah, I I got so much valuable help from a variety of people. Um, one, of course, was my local pregnancy center. And, um, and just having someone like you who has a bigger perspective to read the book and go, yeah, that is true. That that's how it works. <laughs> that really helped. Um, but also, um, I talked to Suzanne Burns, who was one of the people I knew most in the maternity home side of things. And she was super helpful. Um, I met with our local domestic violence advocate, and she was she just has so much experience and she's someone that we partner with quite a bit um, to help women because she sees how to, you know, what's involved with the law enforcement side, what's involved with protecting women if they dare to leave a dangerous situation. Um, And so, yeah, so my character, Avery Kane was really modeled after my local (laughs) domestic violence advocate, who's just a gutsy, gutsy woman who I admire so much. And she really helped me understand the trafficking side of things and what um, all the, the little manipulations that traffickers often will inflict on their victims, so to speak, um, who often don't see themselves as victims. And that's the interesting part. They get so wrapped up in the world they're caught in that they may not even realize that this isn't healthy. And it takes mm-hmm. a while for that to really come through. Or they feel like, well, this is what I deserve. And you know, I made the choice, so that's why I'm here. And there's nothing I can do about it. Um, And yet then they meet this network of strangers and they find out there is a lot of help available to them. So there was a point in the book, and I just have to say this, that when I was writing the middle of the book, I just, I needed a transformation scene that the point where the main character really gets that there's hope for her. She's taken the the dare to, you know, her own dare to uh, actually leave her dangerous situation. But then leaving that that mindset she has is so hard. And um, this is where I was at a heartbeat conference, actually. And I heard Andy Merritt, Pastor Andy Merritt speaking, and he shared a story that I thought, there it is. That's the piece I was missing. I needed a story like that, a true story, to fill in the part I didn't know about Maddie. Because once the person I called Maddie in the book was outside of where I had any connection with her, I didn't know what happened to bring her to the point where she could really seize the hope that was being offered to her. And so when I heard that story, I said, all right, that's going to be part of Maddie's story too. (laughs) So, so that's why in the book, I say that I've woven these stories together because um, 
you know, some come from real pregnancy center directors and some of the challenges that they face. And Maddie's story, of course, comes from this one woman's story. So the, the main story is really hers. Um, but then all the side characters, they're all, mm-hmm. they are all based on real people and have real struggles. So, well, there's one character who's totally fictional and I won't tell you who that is because uh, that person ends up having a real critical role in the story, but um, yeah. So there you go. You'll just have to read the book and wonder. <laughs> now I am curious too, and you don't have to answer um, because if it's a spoiler, I don't want to know, but are you able to share the Andy Merritt as bark that you had? Um, or, yeah, or would it be a spoiler? I can share it without spoiling it. Um, or a topic like a, <laughs> a yeah. hint. Well, you know, his he was very involved with shepherding families. I think if I understand right, he kind of established that model or at least implemented it in his mm-hmm. church. And that really struck a chord with me that there would be people who would really devote themselves to walk alongside a woman who's in the process of coming out of some dark times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he shared one of those stories um, in a way that, it was just, it was beautiful. It's the kind of thing God does where he takes his word and that's truth. And he, he provides a safe environment. So the Maddie character is surrounded by the help of this caring couple. She's finally starting to feel safe. And then she hears truth in a setting where she can really understand this is for me. I think God actually can forgive me for what I've done. And that just changes her really completely. After that, you see that she's become a much bolder woman than she was before. Very strong girl. So tell us what's next. What's next for you beyond, of course, the Heartbeat Conference and sharing with me in the storm there at Writer's Row. (laughs) Um, I'm excited about the changes as I leave my job at the pregnancy center, which I will miss because I love the folks I work with. I love being right there as lives are being changed. Um, But I also look forward to seeing what they can do with me out of the way, so to speak. So um, I'm, I'm happy for them. And I'm happy that I can now devote more of my time to freelance writing and editing and authoring. So I'm hoping to spend more time writing my next books, but I also love picking up freelance projects along the way. I've just finished an editing project, which has been really fun. Um, I've done proofreading and um, I may have a ghostwriting project coming up soon. That would be really fun because I've done that once before and loved it. Um, I just really enjoy partnering with someone to help their story get told. So that's what's ahead for me. Well, and I'm excited to see uh, additional books within your series, because if you go to Karen's website, which we will have posted as well, you can see kind of the plans that are ahead. And it's amazing to see the different connections to various aspects of the Pregnancy Help Network in general. And I know you're right. Uh, There are people, different things connect with different people. And so those who um, are more apt to go for news are drawn there, but with Pregnancy Help, in a fiction element where it's not over your head with pregnancy centers. It's not Bible scripture here and there to where it's a turn off for somebody who would um, maybe be in that movable middle and that, um, Oh, how did you say mild pro-life realm? Um, but it, it, it's a story that draws you in. And then you are educated enough to be like, wait, 
I wonder if there's a pregnancy center in my area. And it's enough to make you ask the questions. Um, and then for those who knew nothing of maternity homes, um, I love this element as well, because that opens the door to so many different elements um, where the stories are very deep. And we know that the house parents and the clients who are there, they're immersed in that world and receive so much love out of it um, that really help amplify hope and love and life, um, but then also propel them on a very positive trajectory at that point. So Karen, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for sharing uh, with me in the storm with us. Um, And I look forward to seeing you in Louisville um, at our Heartbeat Conference. And um, again, she's going to be writing for us for Pregnancy Help News while on site. So uh, many stories to tell. We know that every um, executive director, client services director, everybody has a story to share, specifically when it comes to the work that we are doing and the um, various areas within the world that we are, be it political or um, in the service side that we serve, um, and then sharing, of course, the stories of clients and um, aha moments. As you mentioned with your husband, having that aha moment and the clients within the centers as well, um, we all have a story to share. And I thank you for sharing um, Maddie's with us. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. I, I really enjoyed hearing about your writing process and the stories that you wove together to bring that realistic. It's very real, but it's also your own story that you've put together. So really fascinating to listen to. And can you share with us just so that we have it both on the podcast and I'll, I'll definitely add it to the notes, your website and how people can stay up to date with what you're doing or purchase the book. Sure. Uh, my website is KarenIngleAuthor.com. And Ingle is spelled like the end of mingle or jingle or tingle. So, <laughs> so yeah, naming our kids was kind of interesting. So KarenIngleAuthor.com. And on the website, there are uh, links to purchase from Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Um, there are also some book club kits because I'm finding people like to take this book to a group and then discuss it. So there's a faith-based club kit. Um, It has recipes and fun things you can do at a book discussion party. Um, But there's also the secular non-faith base. So you could take it to your local library and have a book club, read it together there. Very cool. So thank you. I think that's everything. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, and another way you can spread the word is share it with a friend, share this episode, give them a little bit of a teaser of what the book is about. And um, and so thank you, Karen, for sharing your gifts with us. Uh, be sure to rate this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And with that, we thank you all for listening to this episode of the Pregnancy Help Podcast. <laughs>